What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. It's 11.48 p.m. in Sunspot, New Mexico, and you're listening to Night Call. Hello and welcome to Night Call, a podcast for your strange days and lonely nights. Here in Los Angeles, I am Tess Lynch with... Molly Lambert, and joining us in New York is Emily Oshida. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. We're now separated by an entire nation once again. I'm so sad. sad. It is sad. You'll be back. I will literally be back in a month. So <laughs> yeah. We'll have more of that hot live <laughs> podcast vibe and going on. Also, in the astral plane, we we meet in the pod. Yeah. The pod plane. It's true. Um, I wanted to start off real quick by shouting out a movie. It's so funny how infrequently I talk about movies on this podcast, despite it like taking up my entire the entire rest of my life. Yeah, did you know you're a film critic? Uh, I forget sometimes. I'm working on it, <laughs> trying to trying to get a, the proper amount of takes to officially be uh, considered a film critic. Uh, I feel like we should have like Emily's movie corner or something. <laughs> Emily's Movie Corner. What's the movie in in Emily's Movie Corner this week? Uh, We're going to be talking about Mandy. Mandy. Um, A movie that I have not reviewed because um, I am buddies with um, the co-writer of it, Aaron Stewart on, who has some bad ideas on Twitter. Um, He 
Panos wrote the story. He co-wrote the script with him. So it's like it's officially Panos' story, but he like, you know, helped make it become a movie. And what a movie. What a movie it is. <laughs> Molly, you watched it. It's available now on demand on iTunes. It's in some theaters. Check your check your local listings. I think a lot of Alamo Draft Houses. Yeah, I got to say it. that I cuz uh, Emily shamed us about watching it on a computer and said, "Come on, go watch it in a theater." Which, you know, she's right, but I definitely looked it up <laughs> and it was only playing in Santa Monica. Uh, also, <laughs> even Nick Cage has acknowledged in a recent interview that it's just really expensive to go to the movies. You know? <laughs> like he said, he was like, it's $100 all of a sudden. I was like, whoa. Just sell one maybe. of your haunted mansions, Nick Cage. <laughs> you can afford it. Um, yeah, I didn't know it was only in Santa Monica. That's a bummer. No, um, I couldn't believe it. And then I was totally like, oh, I'm the person who's looking up where it is in New York. It's like everywhere in New York and like yeah. only at the Santa Monica <laughs> Lemley. So hmm. chainsaw fights are way less big in L.A., apparently, <laughs> Yeah, unless you're very far west. It seems so counterintuitive to me because I think of so many big like genre fans and, and, and people who write about film who are really into like horror stuff. Maybe they're rolling it out. I don't even know. The, yeah, I watched it. Um, watching it in my bed, though, was also like a great decision. I watched it <laughs> in my bed last night at midnight. With headphones? Uh no. <laughs> just regular. you seriously regular. listen to the Johan Johansson? His like, last one. It's the his, last thing one he of did. His, I think, I don't know if it's officially his last one. Oh, it might have been the last one he actually wrote, but he had I don't know if there's... He had a couple come out posthumously. Okay, okay. Uh, I think there are a couple more. I saw more, also yeah. that, was he the person, somebody who was involved in the sounds on Mother was also... Oh, was he? ...involved oh. in this. It is an oral and visual, our aural and visual delight. What a, but I'm uh, saying, what a testament to it that even from my small screen in my bed, uh, it was great. You know, yeah, it was it was a great midnight movie. I was like, oh, this is the perfect time to watch this. And then I wrote you guys an email because I was like, this is the third week in a row I've watched a super scary movie yeah. <laughs> on Sunday night. Um, yeah, send you into the week with with the shivers. <laughs> <laughs> Send me into Sunday night, Monday morning with not yeah. sleeping because movies are scary. So the movie is kind of, I mean, it's more or less a straightforward revenge film, except stylistically, it's just drawing from, I think, Panos's deep and lifelong love of heavy metal and heavy metal album art specifically. Um all of the kind of visuals of it, like every single frame feels like it could be an album cover. Yeah, it feels much. like it come it comes from the same universe as Heavy Metal, the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. It's great. Everybody should see it. It is super entertaining and just, you know, Nicolas Cage, great Nicolas Cage performance. I think I I think it's mostly liked by everybody. And then some people are like, oh, it's a great, ridiculous movie. And I actually think it's like very sad and moving too like I, I I think that Nick Cage's performance is kind of legitimately heartbreaking it in is it. he's got them. Um, he's you got- know they wanted him for the cult leader and he was like no way I have to play red oh, and then it took yeah. like a year and he finally got it well I like the guy who plays the cult lead no I didn't know that yeah. also good fact Tess who hasn't seen the movie yet you know what that's a really good <laughs> I came prepared <laughs> but came prepared um, the guy who played the cult leader was also really great um, he had a real Buffalo Bill vibe yeah he's uh-huh. from Vikings yep. right uh, well, oh, I, don't I don't know. I I, I thought of him as like evil Spicoli. <laughs> yeah. Although, uh-huh. to be fair, like real Spicoli is evil Spicoli. More evil Spicoli. More evil Spicoli. Fictional evil Spicoli. Yeah. He has this kind of like surfer dude 
hair yeah. and look. Um, all the people in the he's got cult, like the Iggy Pop eye makeup too. Yeah, but. he's just he's, <laughs> he's 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 a freaky man, and you know Nicolas Cage is I want to say restrained for much of this movie. Are you serious? Yes, I'm totally serious. I only saw the trailer, and I'm it's still going to slow con- burn. No. It takes a long time, you know. But it is like it made me think about like that thing of people, you know, how, how like Stephen King hates The Shining because he's like, you know, Jack Nicholson's going to get crazy at some point, and I'm like. Yeah, but that's satisfying to wait for that to happen for like an hour and a half, you know, and then yeah, there's just well, the first like half or third or so of it. My friend Sohail saw it and texted me afterwards, and he's like, the first third is relationship goals, <laughs> like yeah, because it's just Nick Cage and Andrea Riseborough who plays Mandy, his wife, just chilling out in their forest cabin like smoking pot and like drawing sea demons and stuff and talking about the planets and it just seems so chill and beautiful and so when you know when it inevitably falls apart or gets taken away from him so the deal it feels is that like a loss it's it's also it's set in 1983 right and they're like reclusive in the beginning yeah, they're they're like uh, they just want to do their own thing in the forest, man. That's just goals in general is <laughs> yeah. to like go yeah. back to the beginning of our lives and be. It is one of the most in the actually romantic looking relationships I've ever yes. seen on film. Yeah, because yeah. they just like sit around and draw like uh, demon horn things together and like watch horror movies on TV. <laughs> and I love the shot where they're just like watching. Some ridiculous looking movie. And I forget what it was, it. Like, but that's a total real movie. seriousness. Yeah, but there's I'm sure. also there's a fake uh, commercial in the middle that's directed by the guy who directed Too Many. Oh Cooks. yes, Too Many Cooks. <gasps> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Tess yeah. just got so. Now she's gonna watch <laughs> Mandy watch it for sure. It's called it's Cheddar, Cheddar Goblin. Oh, <laughs> and it's like a fake macaroni and cheese commercial, but it like does a really good job of also being like like I was like fake gremlin is this real is this a real commercial this yeah. seems like a commercial i've seen before so sieht es auch der sozialverband Today's episode is brought to you by stamps.com a company that brings the post office to your home office so we here at Night Call have just entered the world of merch. We had our first um, very successful T-shirt run, and now we're looking into doing other kinds of merchandise. So Stamps.com reached out to us about um, facilitating shipping and just making everything a lot easier so that we can get our merch get it sent off to our listeners. We're almost there. And it's super nice because it just saves so much time. Um, I know that we've, we have a bunch of friends who have side hustles, whether they're artists or doing podcasting or just making their own stuff that they want to get sent out. And I think one of the most difficult things is trying to coordinate, you know, having a job, having a side hustle, and then still finding the time to take care of logistics and go to the post office and stuff like that. So stamps.com makes it super, super easy. Whether you're selling podcast swag, if you're on Etsy or Amazon, or even if you have a little brick-and-mortar shop, Stamps.com is open 24-7, and you don't have to bother with a long-term contract, which is really awesome, especially if you're just doing this as kind of a side gig. They'll even send you a free digital scale, um, which is awesome because you can weigh your packages and print the exact amount of postage. I feel like that for me is one of those things that I find like paralyzing, even though it should be really easy, is just math. Um, So it's really nice. It feels very professional, even though you're in your own house. And it's super simple. 
You get access to a wide range of postage options. It's not just stamps, and you save a ton of time. Plus, if you were ever thinking about getting a postage meter, which if you're shipping a bunch of stuff, you probably were, but you won't need one because stamps.com is 50% cheaper. So it's like having a virtual postage meter with no crazy special ink. Stamps.com works with your regular printer, so it's really easy to ship anything from home. Right now, you can use our code NIGHTCALL for this special offer, a four-week trial and a free digital scale. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type NIGHTCALL. That's Stamps.com. Enter NIGHTCALL. I've pitched this before, but I would watch endless movies that were just that of like people sitting on a sofa (laughs) watching fake commercials and fake television. And I would just be watching that and nothing would happen. Well, wasn't that like Grindhouse and all the fake trailers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a, yeah. Feature length Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. But not the feature length (laughs) Beavis and Butthead. No, no. What about a movie that's just like all fake YouTube videos strung together? A hundred percent I would watch that. I would go to Santa Monica to watch that. We just got in the Whitney Biennial with that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It would be called Hey Guys. (laughs) (laughs) It would say, Sorry, sorry, I haven't been posting for a while. That's what they always do. I don't know why. I've had finals. (laughs) (laughs) That's what all the the fall is. Instagrammers say because a lot of them are in school and then they're like sorry I haven't been posting that many fall Instagrams because I've had homework Uh, homework. (laughs) hey guys speaking of homework and also uh, people out there who are up late for whatever reason maybe because of homework maybe not can we take a night email yeah let's take a night email okay this comes from Carly so hey night call it's 4 a.m. and I'm so sorry for this mess it's okay Carly I love your podcast so much, and I've had a million thoughts to email you about, but I always mean to and later forget. Or by the time I remember, it's about a topic from a past episode, and I feel like a shithead mentioning it when it's irrelevant now. So I guess my random thought I've had at 3 a.m. for the past week is that Molly has a doppelganger that I'm aware of, and it's Abby Russell, with a link to Abby Russell's uh, handle. She's internet weird in my ideal way, like Molly or Darcy. Also, please have Darcy on again all the time. Where is her podcast? Darcy, you're guys, invited guys, on. Guys, Darcy yeah. has a podcast. What's her podcast? It's called DSA, which Ooh. has nothing to do with the Democratic, Democratic Socialists. Socialist. It stands for, I think, Darcy, Sean, and Andrew. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so on brand, I, I feel like. Yeah, listen to Darcy's podcast. We love Darcy. Darcy's a genius. She is. Go on. So, but yeah, you're both super cool, and I don't want to imply she's like your lost twin or anything, but you both reminded me of the other. That's all. Sorry. And then she says, we don't have to read this on the air, but we just did. So, well, doppelgangers. Well, first off, I want to get out of the way for Carly. Um, our podcast is a flat circle, and like, don't do do not be afraid to email us or call us about any topic yeah. that we've ever discussed, even if it's like from like eight years ago. If we've been doing the podcast, all that topics long, are it's <laughs> all, <laughs> the all topics are in the ether at all times. Exactly. Yes, all fair game. So so please send us everything. But okay, I'm looking up this girl now. I looked oh, her up. I looked her up. What do you think? Yeah, totally. She is Molly's. She does. She is. She does kind of look like me. She's making uh, the same yeah. face. In photos that you make, and she also has the same jackets that you have. When well, she does what I like to call the Molly Lambert uh, tumbler expression, which is kind of like a head tilted back. 
yeah type badass the marley guthrie it's very it's very <laughs> it's very uh spot on yeah yeah it's funny when somebody tells you that someone is your doppelganger and then you're like well what does that mean the first post i ever wrote maybe for this recording one of the first posts i ever wrote on the internet was about how some friends of mine were like hey, there's this comedian who totally reminds us of you exactly. And I was like, what does that mean? What am I like? And then it was Morgan Murphy. And I was like, oh, my God, totally. And then I was like, wait, am I a type of person? Like, is... like stoner redhead with like a like a deadpan like just a type and we're all like this type um and then uh, i posted about it and then i was like is that weird is morgan gonna like find this and think it's super weird have you ever met did morgan? she um i have met morgan um yeah she's great she's the the reason nobody would ever actually uh, mistake us for each other is she is super tall. I was just yeah. going to say she looks really tall. <laughs> she's like real a foot tall. taller than you or something. Yeah, we have, we have differences. She's she's tall. She loves baseball. There are things. Um, I think she's funny though and great. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I was like flattered that they thought that. But I was also like very like, what is, what is my personality like <laughs> from the outside? Have you guys had doppelgangers that people thought were you? I feel like no. I think that's I think it's a it must be an interesting feeling, kind of like having a sibling, I guess, too, where you can like look at somebody and say, oh, you come from the same dream pool as me, uh, even though a doppelganger is a little more eerie than that, I think. But I've never really had that experience. The only person I've ever been really compared to at all is Bjork. And I, I, think, <laughs> it, I think it as a huge compliment, but we don't really actually look that much alike. I had a doppelganger. It may be one doppelganger. It may be multiple doppelgangers. But there's one who lives in my like general neighborhood, and people are often like texting me that they saw they saw me at the grocery store where I always am. Uh, but it's not me. It's the other person. Ooh, she goes to different grocery weird. stores. Yes. And then someone sent me a picture. I think from the last bookstore. And I was Molly and I did a reading at the last bookstore like a year and a half ago or something. And someone took a picture of this other girl in the background of a photo at the last bookstore, but on a different day than the one we'd been there and was like, look, there you are, the last bookstore. And it looked so much like me that I was like, was was that is that me that there was some photo on the Internet once that I like stared at it for so long because I didn't know if it was me or not. Yes. You it's know? such a weird feeling <laughs> where you're like so it spooky. almost because sometimes you see a picture of yourself and it doesn't look like you. So it opens the possibility. Well, that, no like, photo really looks like you. That's the whole well, thing yeah. about photos is that everybody can look so many different ways. It makes you be yeah. like what? or like from one angle, you look totally different. Well, and it kind of shakes your I foundation. Think everybody is like that Seinfeld episode about the girl who like looks completely different. Has yep, the, two faced, two faced girl, two faced girl. I I relate to that because I'm always like, doesn't everybody look like good sometimes and like horrible sometimes, depending yes. on like lighting and situations. It's also it's like when you see people who are who have wet hair and they look totally different. For a long time, I really didn't like anyone with wet hair, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> the deal breaker. It was also, a deal breaker. No wet hair. Now that yeah, I've but... seen celeb face, I mean, trust nothing. Yep. Um, Slab yeah. Face has been posting a lot of really spooky uh, edits recently that involve people just like shaving like the smallest amount off their waist that you would never notice. But you realize yeah. that every famous hot girl on Instagram is like photoshopping her waist to be just like tiny. It's so weird. 
Everything yeah. is so weird. And I finally got it. Control. Took me forever to get accepted by <laughs> by um, celeb face. You got in. But though. I finally got let in, and now I can see all the secrets. And I mean, I feel like I, sometimes I'm confused about what I'm supposed to take away from celeb face. I have to say. Well, I don't know if anybody has an experience with a doppelganger. We'd love to hear about it, or if you ever became friends with your doppelganger, or if you discovered that you were actually twins separated at birth or cousins. I become um, friends with all my doppelgangers. Well, isn't that nice for you? Form an army. Well, of, lucky you. Army of me, guys. Tying it all have back you, together. Uh, have you guys seen Three Identical Strangers? I was strangers? just going to no. say I'm dying to see Three Identical. Do you know about it, Molly? I know about it, yes. Oh, documentary yeah. about triplets that were separated at birth and we'll found get, out about we'll each other's Maybe existence we should, later. That should be a future movie corner. I watched yeah. the first like two-thirds of it on a plane and I haven't seen the ending and I don't know what? if anything else crazy happens. So I'm kind of in suspense. <laughs> <laughs> I would finish it up later for sure. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can check that out later. Today's episode of Night Call is brought to you by FabFitFun, a seasonal subscription box featuring full-size beauty, fashion, and fitness items. I know a ton of people with birthdays in September, including our own Molly Lambert. So I was looking at gifts for our birthdays. I also have a baby shower coming up, and that's why FabFitFun is really great. It's delivered four times a year for $49.99, and there's something for everyone. Each box has the perfect mix of luxurious and practical products. So Molly, you were the first to receive your box and you just got to open it. What do you think? Oh, it was great. It is the fall box and it has the fall edit of products and there are little pumpkin spice drawings all over it that are very cute. The fall box includes in every box the Glam Glow bubble sheet mask and there are two of those and I use that one already. It's really fun. It's like foams up on your face while you're putting it on. Uh, there's a beauty blender uh, and a simply whimsical set of two tea towels and then a Skin & Co. Roma Blue Capri shower gel. Um, I love all the shower gels always. Anything for the bath I'm always really excited about. And a random selection of products where you get one of the products from a couple of choices. I got a crown brush, six-piece brush set in silver or black of makeup brushes, which is great because makeup brushes are something I've totally been interested in. But... Wouldn't have maybe gone out and got for myself, but just getting a whole set was really cool. Did you get a teapot or a French? Uh, I got a French, French press. press. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great. Nice. Nice. Also, during our live event, I noticed that each of us brought a bunch of the stuff from our summer box with us. And Emily thought that she'd left hers at the event. And so she texted us afterwards in a panic because I feel like we've all just used the items like, you know, they're full size, which is really great. They're not trials, which you kind of like trial sizes. I always kind of like relegate to a drawer. But these are all full size products. And I would say that like most of the stuff in each of our boxes, I've ended up using. Yeah, we end up using all the stuff. And then yeah. we were like, oh, look, we all have the same makeup bag. And it was Ew, because we jinx. all got the FabFitFun bag. Also, there are items that are much more expensive than the box. Like I think in this one, um, the Vince Camuto tote retails for $128. And the value of the whole box is over $275, which is a really good deal because it's $49.99 a box or you can get $10 off if you use our code. So it's $39.99 for over $275 worth of items. So sign 
Sign up for FabFitFun today to get your fall box. The FabFitFun fall box is in limited supply, and these boxes always sell out. Use our code NIGHTCALL to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well-lived. Use promo code NIGHTCALL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Again, go to FabFitFun.com, use our code NIGHTCALL, and get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. Well, speaking about secrets, you guys, we were alerted to the fact that a New Mexico observatory had shut down mysteriously a couple of weeks ago on the night call Facebook. Um, basically, there, there's been an update in this, but we wanted to have a brief chat because it's it's mysterious and we like mysterious things. So the National Solar Observatory in Sunspot, New Mexico, which is run by the Association of Universities for Research in Astronomy or Aura, was um, shut down and evacuated. And then the FBI got involved. Um, and so everybody was like trying to find information and they didn't find any. So they assumed that an alien had been spotted in a telescope. Uh, that was one conspiracy theory. There were a lot of other ones. Um, so the FBI wasn't like giving any information even to local law enforcement and everybody was in the dark about it. Um, and the fact that they like got involved so quickly was weirding everybody out. So the director of the observatory, whose name is James McAteer, uh, issued a statement that First of all, he was like, there's no way that the telescope caught an alien because if there are aliens, they're probably microscopic. And so the distance is too great, whatever. That's uh, what I'm saying. Right? They're just bacteria. <laughs> oh, we I have our hopes that. up, but it's yeah. just bacteria. But then slime. yesterday, so for listeners, a week ago, another statement came from Aura, which um, reads in part, Aura has been cooperating with an ongoing law enforcement investigation of criminal activity that occurred at Sacramento Peak. During this time, we became concerned that a suspect in the investigation potentially posed a threat to the safety of local staff and residents. For this reason, Aura temporarily va- vacated the facility and ceased science activities at this location. Which is so vague. If you're trying to so, put people at ease and be like, nothing creepy or weird is happening here. Um, so a terrorist was working at the... Tel- or, or it sounds the, like maybe like a aura. disgruntled employee. We don't know. We don't know. You think they well, say. Well, here's the thing. This happened like the same week that they found, what, I'm looking this up now, 72 signals from an alien yes. galaxy. Yes. Three, three billion light years away. And I had originally conflated these two news stories because I thought that they found the signals and then shut down the facility. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, guys, this is it. It's happening. I like that's so much uh, better than what really happened. I so they have better. nothing to do with each other at all. Like, but, oh, they shut it down because they were like, we achieved our goal. The end. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Mission accomplished. No, but this is like, uh, this one was uh, at the Green Bay Telescope. So it's like a completely different place. Wow. But I still got very excited about it. Well, I um, mean, they're not, not related. All these things are happening in, in outer space. Also, I think it's super weird because 
if it were just a disgruntled employee or somebody, you know, like a pretty basic crime, then it would have been handled by law enforcement, right? Instead of going to the FBI. What if there was like a bomb involved or something? Sorry for being the skeptic and not just saying it was obviously aliens. No, I mean, it's like interesting because I guess like perhaps the FBI could have gotten involved that quickly if it was a bomb. Or just like a Russian spy or something. Like, who knows? Who cares about sunspots? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I love that in it's in a place called Sunspot, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Also, future night call commune location. I'm I I'm like a little nervous about New Mexico in general. You guys are way more open to the New Mexico <laughs> oh, you're way of afraid life. Of the desert. <laughs> I'm terrified of the desert. Tess, Tess is afraid of the desert, which I respect. We've that. talked about this yeah. before. I'm very afraid of the desert. I'm also afraid of the desert because I respect it. It's like the ocean. You're like yeah. it's so right. big. And it's the opposite of the ocean, actually. Well, you it find is, any, but they both well, are like I find they're just as hostile to yeah. human life. I, I find their like. hostility welcoming because <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's reassuring to be. You wouldn't like, want to be a part of a club that would have you as a member. <laughs> no, it's just like reassuring. It's reassuring to be like there are things so much like bigger land. than humans and bigger than yeah. me. I like that. Yeah. That's what's cool about outer space. Too. I just don't like feeling dry. Is like really what it comes down to. No, that's the main. To. The main thing is not wanting to be dry. But uh, I went to New Mexico <laughs> a, a year ago. And um, I was totally like shocked because there was rain because it's high up. Oh, yeah. There's like rain and snow in Santa Fe. But just like in Tucson, it like, well, unlike, I guess it's hot in Tucson, but it's like you get the rain where it's like very sudden, dramatic rain, and then 10 seconds later it's gone, right? We live in Los Angeles, which is super hot and dry, and it never rains. And you can pretend that it's not the desert, which I totally do. Well, it's not the desert, it is a savanna. And it's also several ecosystems connected. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing from the Facebook night call is... um, Thank you for posting on the Facebook night call. Oh, I love... Honestly, the the night callers group is like a pretty amazing group It's the organism from space. I was nervous. I've never (laughs) moderated a group before. And I was like, oh, what if everyone's like mean? I belong to many groups. And there's like fights in them. Yeah, our fans are just cool. Yeah, we cannot reiterate enough how cool all the night call listeners are from our brief sampling of them. Yeah. Yeah, And it was also cool that it was like a lot of different types of people. I was like, oh, there's no one like they're not all doppelgangers of us no it was great they're, they're very not all chill. molly types <laughs> exactly uh someone posted about the gray man in advance of hurricane florence um which by the way if you're in the carolinas we're thinking of you and hoping that you're okay um but somebody was like hey have you guys heard about the gray man and i feel like this was actually a couple of weeks ago so it was before florence was you know had grown to the size that it was predicted to be. Um, But the Gray Man is a ghost that supposedly appears on the coast of Pawleys Island in South Carolina just before a big storm or a hurricane hits. And I guess he's been popping up since 1822. Um, But he was just sighted before Hurricane Florence hit. If you want to look at YouTube footage of the tiny blurry thing that is supposedly the Gray Man. Um, they've he's been caught on tape. Uh, but according <laughs> oh, to, I thought like caught in a cage. No, he's not. They haven't got him. It. It's hard to do. He can move through walls. Um, yeah. according to people on Polly's Island, he's his main point. Like the reason he exists is just to like be benevolent and just warn people about storms. And if you see him, your house will be spared. Legend says. Um, so he his appearance is like he's a see-through guy, as they all are, and he's wearing a cloak, <laughs> as they all are. Um, 
And he's been spotted before hurricanes Hazel and Hugo. Like, it's a big – there's stuff in the Georgetown Museum about him and you can, like, find a bunch of articles about him. Uh, but anyway, they think that who he was when he was alive, like, one of the possible uh, legends of him is that he was a sailor who was coming back to his fiance, and then it's like there's divergent points of either like his fiance screwed him over and he jumped into a you know into the sea, or um, he was on his way back to see her on horseback and he got sucked into quicksand with the horse, and then she the next day discovered his body and was heartbroken and crying, and then a hurricane hit and her house was like the only one that was spared. Ooh, yeah, that reminded me that I also had a weather ghost story and that. I heard a weather ghost story and then found out there was a weather channel show. I think it's called like Supernatural Weather or something. (laughs) But it was a five episode show from the weather channel got into the original content game. And it was like just different, a whole show about like a legend, a ghost story involving weather. And that was how I found out about Devil's Gate and, and the Jack Parsons thing was because one of the episodes was about that. Well, tell us briefly about that in case anyone listening doesn't know. I think we've talked about it before on this, but there is a, a, a spooky place in Pasadena that is right by Jet Propulsion Labs uh, that the reason they put Jet Propulsion Labs there is because be- they would go test rockets in this uh, canyon, the Arroyo. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of creepy things about it. It's super haunted for many reasons, Um Somebody killed a bunch of kids around there mm. and then uh, ground them up and put them in the freeways. No. Oh. Yeah. So uh, in the 50s. So <laughs> it's just oh, a Oh, well, it was a 50s. Yeah, it like was a well, they don't worry, it was in the 50s. Well, they were, build- <laughs> they were building the freeways then. Yeah. Um, what were they supposed to build them out of? <laughs> but I also, <gasps> my personal weather ghost story that I just was reading about, I brought some research today too, is okay. that I went on a swamp tour in Louisiana where they told us this story about how there was a, a voodoo priestess who lived there and had would sit on her front porch and sing songs. And one of her songs that she sang was, when I die, I'm going to take the whole town with me. Um, and that then she died. And then there was a storm and the town was buried. Whoa. The town sank into the thing. Whoa. So. I looked up the story to see if, you know, there was any truth to it. And apparently, uh, sort of, but her name was Julia Brown. And there are a bunch of historic documents that kind of testify to the fact that she existed and was a real person and practiced voodoo. And the twist is that she was like, uh, she was good. And um, she was probably the midwife of the town. And so they were like, people misinterpreted her message. She wasn't like putting a curse on the town. She was just sort of like stating facts. Yeah. Like maybe she knew because she was psychic what was going to happen. So not so much like I'm taking the whole town with me as like when I die, the whole town's just going to be buried. She didn't cause it. She just knew that something crazy was going to Yeah. Happen. She was like the town okay. doctor and healer mm-hmm. probably also. Okay. So probably also the town wasn't going to function. When was this? Apparently, this was like 1915. Mm. There was a newspaper account from the New Orleans Times-Picayune. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah, weather ghosts. I love weather ghosts. Supernatural weather stories I, I do love because 
Weather is scary. Another big scary thing you can't predict. I know. Well, I, this yeah. isn't a ghost, but but there was a second where people were saying, and of course it was completely a hoax, but the possibility was out there for a second that there could be a real life Sharknado situation in our, on our hands with Florence. Just because it's shark season, guys. <laughs> what is a real life Sharknado entail? Would be a, I mean, it would be a big, several concerns over several of the things that could be swept up by Florence. Uh, like a storm of that magnitude going over that part of the country. So, you know, I think that there there tend to be uh, more sharks in late summer than in like early fall, I guess, uh, around around the Carolinas. Uh, I don't think that it's possible for there to be a Sharknado, but people were speculating. And then uh, there's also like a bunch of um, like pig, pig manure farms. In oh, North I Carolina, did see. I did see that, and which like, would have been a bummer. I, d- uh, I did not realize a sharknado. I never thought about the scientific underpinnings of a sharknado <laughs> until right now. Why not? How <laughs> no. could you not? Now, what else have you think been about? thinking about? <laughs> so much ink has been spilled about the possibility of a real sharknado. I remember when the Weather Channel like really tried to like expand its programming, and it was not super successful. I right, believe. but you were. Like I'll watch a hundred shows about weather, but uh, alternate alternate position though. I I again like I have a hard time with making entertainment out of like these disasters. There's something that feels very, I don't know, like explicitly right wing about it, but it feels like um, it's like it brings out everybody's inner prepper. Yeah, um, to have like a huge well, it disaster. Is also, there, it is explicitly right wing because, like, if you look at Katrina, obviously, like, well, yeah, n- like they use the fact that there's like a big disaster to fuck up a bunch more shit. You know what? It's all like the purge. It's all like rich people can get out of it, sure. and everybody yes, else exactly. is left to deal. But also the whole activity of gearing up for it, it's like a weird kind of like apolitical war, like a very like militaristic scenario where it's like, let's send in our troops to go fight the weather right, army fight the, or something. Shoot bullets. <laughs> I think the NRA, uh, <laughs> the NRA on Twitter, I think had something about like how important it was to arm yourself during the hurricane as if like you could prevent the hurricane by firing yeah. a gun at it. Um, but I also think that it's scared. like, it's, it, there is like a right wing kind of overtone to it. But at the same time, like, I think it, you know, acknowledging climate change is a left wing thing. So in a way, like, I think there was a um, video that I forget what weather station posted when they were talking about the water levels for Florence and they used mm-hmm. a green screen and positioned the weather person in front of like a rising, you know, it looked like she was kind of submerged in this water to show what nine feet of water looks like. And I don't think it was borne out by the storm itself. But I think that a lot of, you know, when people are commenting on weather like this, like they're, for me at least, like the underlying message is like, look at climate change, which doesn't seem right wing. Um but I mean, I, I'm just like fascinated by weather because we don't have much of it <laughs> and I miss it. But it also I also like fear and respect it. Hey, we have weather. We it's don't. It's just dude. different. But we don't really it's we don't have weather di- events. The fires are our weather event. The mm. fires are our hurricanes. I hate the yeah. fires. Um, yeah, me too. But I'm nothing. Also hate so you, so you admit there is weather. Too. Okay, okay. It's just not weather. your favorite weather. Yeah, it's just yeah, shitty yeah. weather. To be, I mean, it's great <laughs> weather. And then it's like when there's a big event, it's like Do not you miss fun weather. Snowstorms. 
in a way, I miss snowstorms when I lived in a city. When I lived in a rural area, snowstorms were... Um, they can be kind of scary. Yeah, they're scary. Yeah. And I find them deeply depressing just because it limits your resources so much. I it mean, makes you understand how Stephen King wrote all those books. Exactly. Hold up in that cabin. No, I was always so jealous of snow, obviously. Um, and I had so many fantasies about how great it would be to live in a cold place. And then I never understood until I finally did that it was like, oh, it can like stop you from going outside. That's the thing. It's not healthy. <laughs> it's, it's, you can be But it's like sometimes you really need that excuse. Yep. Sometimes you're so grateful to just have to stay in for uh, two days or something. Right. Okay, but... It's fun for two days and then... And then it goes on and on. That's the thing is that you, you know, if you're lucky enough to have like a warm shelter and enough food and power and stuff, it's like, wee, and then it gets boring. But then it's so inhospitable to life that it's also like deeply depressing. Yeah, I always thought that seemed like fun and cozy. And then I was like, oh, when you like literally can't go outside, it's different than when you're like choosing not to go outside. Exactly. Um, there was a freak uh, snowstorm in, in Washington when I lived there that put out the power for, I feel like, a week. And uh, and almost the entire town was out without power, and a tree fell on our house. Oh, what? <laughs> um, I, I remember, I, I, all I remember about this is, like, well, there was one restaurant, a Sherry's, uh, that had a generator, so people would go there. And I learned how to play poker during that time because <laughs> there was nothing to do have you guys ever been in a tornado no no See, oh. now i want to i want to have you ever but with weather oh yeah. you know what i drove through a sandstorm uh. <laughs> um well when... we've all been in a sandstorm really if, if that's what you're talking about <laughs> no it was on the way to vegas um and Hello. when I was going to interview uh, superstar DJ Martin Garrix, and I was like, "Sandstorm, it's like a portent because trance, right? <laughs> <laughs> trance yeah. is alive." Um, but it was so scary, and I was like, yeah. "I don't know what to do." Like other people, like you're supposed to pull over and wait for it to be over, but nobody mm-hmm. was doing that. <laughs> everybody was just we got to go to Vegas. Yeah, everyone. It was like truckers and stuff. Yeah. So everybody was just like continuing to drive through it, and then I got this like a alert on my phone I'd never seen before that was like weather alert sandstorm um, it was terrifying I mean it's it's weird because the sky turns like a different color you no know? yeah, thank you I don't want that very apocalyptic unsubscribe brown. everything becomes brown yeah <laughs> I mean it's again it's kind of amazing that things like that can happen I'm very interested mm-hmm. in lightning because when I was a kid, I went to... Because um, you were Benjamin Franklin? Yes. <laughs> I went to a carnival with a friend of mine, and her mom took us, and her mom was nine months pregnant. And while we were at the carnival, there was, like, a power outage, and the generator broke, and we were stuck at the top of a Ferris wheel in the middle oh of this horrible storm, and they had to, like, manually crank us down. And then yeah. on the way back to my house, being very nervous that the mom was going to go into labor, because she was like, ha what if I went into labor? Oh, it's such a disaster right now in this big storm. And we were like, eh. Um, we tried to get 
into like you know to turn into my parents' driveway and uh, like a power line or something, and it had been hit by lightning close by, and there was like a like giant line of fire that oh they were extinguishing, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, lightning!" And then recently, one oh, of like my the relatives, ice storm. Mm-hmm, exactly, mm-hmm. Uh, their Prius was struck by lightning, oh. and when they took it to get repaired, the repair guy was like, "Oh yeah, we see a lot of Priuses <laughs> struck by lightning." What? I have not verified what? this information because of the like, battery. Huh, no clue. Or- um, uh, I, lightning is terrifying. I mean, I I saw a really amazing lightning storm in New Mexico, bringing it all back bringing home. Bringing it all back uh, home. Last year, that was like the most amazing thing I'd ever seen because, again, like we don't have a ton of storms out here. Um, and it was like one of those storms that just like all of a sudden this big bank of clouds sweeps in and then it was just like thunderstorming with this crazy lightning over the Rio Grande. That's beautiful. Yeah, Rio, Rio Grande, Rio Grande. It's nice when you're in those big open spaces because you can really like see it. No, it was see crazy. The, like, you it can was, see the movement of it. We were at like a like a historic site, like a historic uh, Pueblo site, and it was just like, yeah, it's just so vast. Nature putting on the Ritz. Yeah. It put on the Ritz for me. I was, Dazzled you. It was very like a spiritual experience. I was like, it's crazy that this exists, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and I exist. Um, that's why weather can be cool. Tess and I love rain. We Emily probably loves rain too. Do you, Emily? Oh yeah, I love rain. You I, seem like I, a rainy gal, like us. Well, oh my know. god, are you kidding me? She's been, no. No. I grew up in Seattle, yeah, motherfucker. Not like rain. <laughs> but you survived it. Doesn't that make you feel no, like one with the rain? I never need. I never need to be in another wet place again. <laughs> I have to say, I'm not. I'm not into the dampness. No, give me that wet. <laughs> We've had mosquitoes um, here this year too, though. It's it's been it's a, a new strain of mosquito called apparently the ninja mosquito is here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that well, sounds not at all like like apocalyptic. And no, bad. right? I know. Oh, There's we have like a bunch of new kinds of mosquitoes, and some of them carry West Nile. So it's been oh, really you know, chill. There's those signs at the playground mm-hmm. in Griffith Park that I saw. It's like a children's playground that. You pro- I think you t- have taken your kids to, and there's that big sign that's like, P.S. West Nile virus everywhere. Yep. You're not supposed to leave out any standing water because I think it's like the eggs get laid and hatch within an- a day. I- this should have a I'll trigger warning. Some go. people don't I'll like be it. the first to go. I'm, I get bit. I'm I first get yeah. bit anywhere. We all got that sweet blood. I think yeah. it's less. I think everyone supposedly gets bit roughly the same. It's how you react, maybe. It's like how allergic you are to it. No, mm, I no, get. No. I feel like some people get avoided, and I always get all of it. I have, I've gone out like for five minutes to take some trash out in Los <laughs> Angeles, and come back with a, like two mosquito bites. It just happens to me. Hey, it's fall. It's time for spooky weather, yeah. and we're we're about to enter Spooktober. And weather is is just as much of a haunt as any of any other. So. It's nice today in Los Angeles. If you have thoughts oh, about weather or anything else, please give us a call at two four zero four six night, or you can email us at nightcallpodcast at gmail dot com. Weather, mayonnaise, gray men, sunspots, <laughs> weather or not, mosquitoes, ninja <laughs> mosquitoes, Nicholas Cage, also. Please leave us a rating and a review if you've got the time on iTunes. It helps more people find our show, and we really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, many ways that you can help Night Call be the best Night Call it can be. And thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.